When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. The cat and mouse game there, as, as far as drawing things out pre-snap, so you can identify sort of what they're going to do, or at least what they intend to try to do. We're going to try. We're going to try, but we're also going to uh, understand that, you know, really good defenses are going to keep disguising no matter how hard you try and so you you study and you 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 see what ways maybe you can get them to to make a tell without them realizing it but um it's getting more and more difficult as the years go on as i've played football realizing that what you used to do back in 2012 or 13 to get a look you know defenses are getting good they're not doing that anymore he smiled at judd he smiled at judd (laughs) we're tight now you guys are, look at this. We're, we're tight. We're tight. We're buddies. We're boys. Was it 10 months ago? I'm trying to do the math here. Where you guys had your, uh, your, no, your standoff at training he camp. He wasn't going to talk about uh, not being vexed, and I was curious about it. But You basically you know, called him a bad teammate and human to his face, and he I, I glared I back at you. I more of a bad teammate than a bad human. I don't think I was passing judgment on him. Correct, as a you're human. a bad I I guy. Was, I think I was passing judgment on him as a teammate. That's probably sure. But yeah, now we're talking, well, now we're talking schematics and things like, so now we're much more into what I like to call football. Yeah. Well, he knows that you're just a couple of football guys at heart. Football. We just want, the, just want the same thing. Just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. Exactly. Before you die. I don't know that that's number one on his list. I think getting the guaranteed contract is number one, but then yeah. a- after that, get, you know, winning a Super Bowl. At well, some and he probably grew up a Lions fan, right? Yes. Sadly. That's, so he, explains a lot. So he probably grew up. Has a he Lions talked fan. about that ever? You know, that's a real. He that, admitted that. Why don't you ask him? You know, it? I'm sure he has at some point in time. I don't recall here reading or hearing that. Do you? Well, so what is he? He's 34. But I'm 33? sure he talked about it at like Michigan State or with Washington or something along the way. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out which specific era of Lions football. So he 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 was born in like what 87 or 88 or something. Yeah, so he probably grew age. up watching the end of Barry Sanders' career. In yep. the late nineties, seeing the Vikings get punked by Barry, God, yeah. he, what a what a running back he was! So he kind of came to like to football age watching the Matt Millen run Detroit Lions, the absolute worst version of the Lions in the early two thousands. That could explain a lot. Always Ugh. get the money because you're not going to yeah. get the ring. That <laughs> might be his uh, credo as a child. <laughs> Uh, this is Purple Daily. Our credo is we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Daily Vikings Entertainment. If you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, thanks for clicking the subscribe button and the like button. Help spread the word about this awesome community of Vikings fans. You guys are 
uh, smart, good-looking, you're funny. We read the comments. Some of you hate us and just hate watch us every day, and that's okay, too. We're all here for the same thing. Uh, Judd was out. As you can tell, he was asking Kirk some questions. They were bonding. Kirk was smiling at him. They're talking football. It's a good time at Vikings Mandatory Minicamp. And so uh, let's get to it here, Judd, presented by TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. You can find out more about all the different products TCL uh, brings, TVs, also smartphones at TCL.com. We've been calling these OTA observations, and I think we called it a minicamp observation, but I like alliteration. So let's get to Judd's minicamp musings, mandatory minicamp musings. Mini yeah, camp musings. How many five, do we have? Five. So okay. five from five practices. So three of the of the organized team activities open for viewing. Two days of mandatory mini camp, both open, and so you're going to have five, basically musings, and we can call them certainly for you to your uh, point alliteration mini camp musings. Okay. You want All me right. to start? Well, I'm not, I can't start. I don't have the musings. So do you want me to? No, I said, do you want me to start? I've got five. I'll I don't start. know what else we would do. Yeah, I don't know. I think. We okay. Do, well, yeah. I didn't know if you had more to say. Like we had random bike in the week, say. and we're kind of on the. I, clock. I didn't know if you had more to say. I didn't know if you had more to say. I did not want. Oh, by the way, uh, O'Connell in his press conference. Unless we find out different, O'Connell in his press conference yesterday did volunteer up that we're going to have some type of barbecue today for uh, team bonding. Okay. It does not sound like any sports. It's not a sporting event. So you can buzz okay, yourself if, if the top golf thing was a sporting event. Well, but if they happen to play sports at the cookout, which there's plenty of things, if they play bags, if they play frisbee or something, I want to know if there's if there's little like lawn games, then I I probably bags would fight not, for this point. Bags is not yeah, a sport. We'll, we'll it's on ESPN. It is on ESPN. The Entertainment and Sports Programming Network runs the bag championship. The committee will deliberate. Right. Get to your musings. All right, time are we for counting musings. From, are we counting from one or five? There's just five here. Like, no, are we, but not, are we starting at one or five? No, I know, but there's, I'll start at one, but it's not like the best one. They're just all points of this great is off interest. To a start. Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> Observation number one, minicamp musings. The clip that uh, Declan just played from Kirk was born out of a conversation that really um, went from O'Connell to Kirk to Patrick Peterson yesterday involving the defense. And that is this, the discussion of how much confusion the uh, Vic Fangio rooted and now brought here by Ed Donatel, who worked with Vic in Denver, how much confusion that defense can cause and how much confusion that Kirk was talking about, it already caused the offense, which led to the response that you just heard, which was my question about, I thought the whole thing was Jefferson and company were supposed to draw out pre-snap reads to tell you exactly what the answers to the test were before the ball was snapped. But if you're telling me it's causing that much confusion, clearly you're saying, no, we can't always get the answers that we want because... This defense is so intricate. So, two interesting things here. One is, I'm very curious to see defensively what this looks like, what this does. Um, as we discussed, I think, when we were talking about the uh, the first day of the camp yesterday, the potential of having Zadarius Smith and Hunter on the field healthy together 
could cause some problems. The second thing as just sort of a, a B to this entire conversation that I found intriguing was an admission already that drawing things out pre-snap reads is great to do if you can, but clearly they were saying it's not always possible, which sort of backs me up now to say, well, is there going to be a point in time where that is possible offensively for Kirk and company or have defenses just gotten so confusing that you're sort of hoping? So I think there's two things here. One is I am excited to see what this defense can actually bring. And two is, I guess I'm not as certain that the offense can draw out the answers from the defense as I was after O'Connell initially talked when he got the job, because obviously that's what the Rams tried. Well, let's hear from Patrick Peterson, who spoke in complicated football terminology about the coverage and disguises and things like that, I believe. No, if we're in a single high shell, two, uh, uh, cover two, we could be in the one hole. So at the end of the day, our safety is going to give you know our corners you know a little bit more help to steal that second from the quarterback. That's what I'm talking about, stealing that second from the quarterback versus giving him a single high. He knows exactly where he's going with the ball right now. So having putting that time in now, but to answer your question, living on the island is always hard. So it don't matter which scheme that you're in. <laughs> so my question was this. Yeah. Yeah. God. That is, I mean, can you believe that? It's June. Dude, like, that was that was a glorious, glorious set of football terminologies. It was that great. Was, mm. It was great. Like we are we are eating a Thanksgiving feast of football in June right there. He gave you the point there too. He gave you the and a smile. Kind of the hey guy. We're like we're on the same wavelength, well, football guy. Football. Again, eye contact, dedication <laughs> to the terminology. Like we don't be- notebook, thick, thick notebook. Purple Daily is not this fly-by-night Viking show, you know, this cute little thing where we fire it up and hope to talk some football. We go in search of answers, and damn it, we get them. Sports yeah, dad? Right. Sports detective, too. Um, Out there in a trench coat. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> with, I'm a ta- with a hat on and a cigar. Tell me again something. Where were, um, you, on the night of, where were you on the night of a week three, 2019? Exactly right. Exactly right. So that question actually was this. That question was... Um, a discussion that I think we had about a month ago. And I and I was searching for the answer, and I got it there, which was um, I had read at some point in time after Mike was fired that Mike asked a lot of his cornerbacks. And I also read at that time that the Donatell scheme was simpler, okay? But then I saw, oh, no, no, the Donatell scheme stresses, and my exact words to Patrick Peterson were, what, is the de- what does this defense do to stress your position? Because the stressors are a big deal, right? And that's where he said very nicely, and, and I wanted this response so it didn't offend me. He basically said, hey, dummy, they're both difficult. Like, like we're on islands. Like, if you're on an island, it's difficult, which he's a, a thousand percent right. Um, but I found it to be very intriguing because what he essentially is saying is the ask might be different, but the ask is still very, very big, which goes back to the fact that if Hunter and Zadarius Smith can be essentially 100% in play, that's going to make the cornerback's jobs simpler. If they're not, and now the pass rush is not the same, it doesn't, it can be Mike's scheme, it can be Donatello's scheme. It's going to be difficult to to stop the passing game 
if you don't apply the correct pressure up front. I love these. Excuse me, stealing an extra second from the quarterback Football. is a. And Kirk on the flip side too. I want to. I don't want to step on your musings here, but you kind of alluded to the offensive side of this, and and one of Kirk's comments yesterday was about just how hard it is. It's it's really hard to get a feel for what the defense is actually going to do until the ball is snapped, and so he was kind of. It was a question about play action, yeah. And he said, "Well, you might as well have your back to the defense because you don't know anyways." And it, it, they're not showing you what they're going to do until like a second after you've snapped the ball. And all these defenses are getting speedier secondary players and speedier linebackers so that they can wait to sprint to the place that they're actually going to go in coverage. Yeah. You know? And um, so, yeah, it's, it's all it's all a chess match of disguising and deciphering on both sides of the ball. And the Vikings were clearly losing that chess match on the defensive side of the ball a lot more often in the last two years Football. under Mike Zimmer. So. And, but what confused me... Slightly about the response that you just talked about from my good friend Kirk Cousins was this. What, what, confu- what confused me about what he responded with was I thought that the ability, or I think that the ability and what O'Connell's been talking about, to move Jefferson around in motion, things like that, is supposed to tell Kirk what he's going to see pre-snap. So like it, it slightly confused me when he said... We might as well run play action because I'm not going to know what we're going to see until I turn around. So, like, I'm very curious. It's to to use your term, it's all a chess match. But you know, the key is to get the read on what the match, what's going to transpire once the match starts, is right before it starts. And so, I guess that's where I'm a little bit swimming right now as far as who ultimately is going to have the advantage on a play by play basis if there's going to be one. Well, I, I'll throw one more thing in here, too, and that I worry a little bit that Kirk doesn't really want to be the driver of all of this. I think I think Kirk in his career has really liked to be, listen, I'm really good at throwing the football. I'm really good at, especially if the pocket's clean, dissecting a defense. Um, he's never been the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady general out there. And it sounds like they mean they may need a little bit more of that from him. Like the system's going to be great for him, and there's going to be weapons and all sorts of deception. But that he's going to have to make some some choices, and he's going to have to he's going to be assigned and tasked with things that maybe he wasn't. And I guess we'll find out more as we see this. Playoffs. All right, musing number two. Minicamp musing number two is this: Don't believe the thirty-four. The the three four is going to be the base scheme that the Vikings are going to talk about, and I believe their depth chart will reflect that. Okay. Uh, beyond that, I can tell you almost positively now, and this is true league-wide, this is not a secret, but it's going to be the truth, is this. They are almost always going to be in nickel, if not dime at times. Um, but So so when they were in a true 3-4, which, look, base, they'll be in it sometimes. It, it'll be Harrison Phillips, Dalvin Tomlinson, and I think right now, Armin Watts. But the reality is this. Watts is going to come out a ton. He's not going to play a ton. It'll be Phillips, Tomlinson, Hunter, Zadarius Smith, Kendricks, Jordan Hicks, Patrick Peterson, Dantzler, Harrison Smith, uh, Bynum or or Seen. I think it's going to be Bynum at first. Seen could win that job. And Chandon Sullivan, the nickel corner that they signed mm-hmm. from the Packers. Okay. But this thing's going to be called a 3-4. But with the amount of receivers that teams deploy, they, I think, almost always are going to be 
uh, in a defense that has at least an extra defensive back. And they are also are going to move guys around so much that I don't think you're going to see like the classic three down linemen and four. That's you know, my next question. In, they're going to shift guys around. In the nickel, whose hands are in the dirt? Football. So Tomlinson's hands in the dirt. Yep. Phillips' hands in the dirt. Talk to me, Goose. That's exactly right. Are those the um, only? Are those the only two Hunter, hands in the dirt? I think Hunter and Zadarius Smith are going to equal success through deception. Uh, in other words, I think they're. I think one of them might have their hand in the dirt at times, but I don't think you're ever going to see the same thing. And they're going to provide multiple looks. This gets back to the and this. This to me is what intrigues me because welcome to 2022 Minnesota Vikings. What we're going to see, and this is not to say that that Zim didn't have a fastball at one time for sure. And, I mean, Mike knows more about defense than most of us will ever know, okay? So I don't want this to be ripping on Mike. But, this, but Phil, you're exactly right. This is all about the, what's this side of the ball doing? No, what's this side of the ball doing? No, let's get this read. No, let's not give them that. Pre-snap, let's not show a thing. Um, so... I think what we're going to see, and this is why it's so imperative that Hunter and Smith are healthy and can play, what we're going to see is two potentially outstanding players maximized to what they can do, which is going to cause nightmares. Now, if either one goes out, the nightmare decreases, because I might not know what you're going to do, but you don't scare me, right? Zadarius Smith healthy, and certainly Daniil Hunter healthy, scare me. So now I have to not only be very aware of what the keys are and where they're going, but I know that if I'm not, I could be completely screwed before the play starts. Wow. The keys. The keys. I got to drop some keys. The keys. What? You know what? What are my reads? What are the keys? What do I have to do? I, the first time to Neil Hunter, and I guarantee you this ain't going to be in a, a preseason game. On September 11th, when he all of a sudden is over a guard, think about that matchup. I love it. Mike Zimmer did some of that stuff too, though. Like this is where this is where I'm trying not we, to rip on Mike. Yeah, That's we, not fair. Mike Mike Zimmer had one of the more innovative wrinkles, the double A gap blitz, right? And then there was what, what was the game where a couple seasons ago, like this is back 2000. This is like the heyday of his defense from three, four, five years ago. But there was a game where he lined up the defensive ends on the interior for chunks of the game the and same put playoff game. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, it was the Saints playoff game. It was a marvelous scheme. Yeah, and so the Saints were screwed. There's ways to, if you want to get Daniel Hunter on a guard, like Mike Zimmer has done that before too. So you know some some of these conversations don't always have to be, and you're not doing this right. Look what Mike Zimmer was terrible at. Look what this you know there's you know Mike Zimmer knew what he was doing for at least six years. You know? Hunter standing up though, and and being able to roll because you can roll. It's going to cause problems. And I guarantee you there are going to be times, and this is where I think if if he is healthy enough, which I'm assuming he's going to be, this is where Hunter in particular could cause nightmares, okay? Zone blitzes. So he shows blitz, but he drops back. But the thing is, he's an athlete, so he can drop back. I guarantee you that there are tight ends that he can keep up with, okay? So if you zone blitz this thing, and now let's say, I don't know, take, take your pick. Jordan Hicks comes, okay? Or Harrison Smith. Like, let's say you stunt this thing and zone blitz it. Daniil Hunter is an athlete. Like, he's a hell of an athlete. So I'm just saying there's opportunities here that didn't, and, and 
to your to your point about Mike, which I agree completely with, there's just some of these things that Mike wasn't going to do that I think this defense will do. I love this. This is the most fired up I've seen Judd. Football. Yeah. It's fun to All off-season well, so far. I'm watching. I, I just spent five practices watching installation of this stuff, and, like, they're showing almost nothing. And then in my head, though, from where they are are set up, I'm, like, going through the permeations of what they could do. And I know Hunter can play. Like, he's way more than a, than just a guy that, that can rush. And we've seen guys who are marvelous who can rush. But they don't like to drop back. They don't like zone blitzes. Yeah. The, Hunter it, will. One more thing on this, too, and get to the other three musings. But people are overreacting to the Vikings' bad defense last year. Because when Daniil Hunter was on the field... They were one of the top 10 defenses in almost every key category. They were number one in pressures, number one in sacks. Points per game were were down. Yardage was different. And then you take a borderline Hall of Fame caliber player off the field for the rest of the season, and you don't have great depth, and things go haywire. And people are like, look at how garbage the Vikings defense is. Well, yeah, like, yes, because you took Daniil Hunter off the field. And now, and so what's going to happen now is if Daniel Hunter's healthy, it's going to look so much more glaring, like, wow, look at this scheme. Well, the scheme is definitely interesting, but having Daniel Hunter, regardless of scheme, is the most important thing here. And then having Zadarius Smith healthy, regardless of scheme, is the second most important thing here. If those guys are on the field, I don't care if you're running the 1980s, you know, 4 6 defense, if you're running the Mike Zimmer. Double A gap blitz four three. If you're running a three four, like those two guys on the field are the biggest difference, and that's the the biggest thing that I want to see for the Vikings this year. Uh, you might see a coffee mug if you're watching us on the YouTube channel. There, the Judd's holding. Tell us about that and where the audience can find delicious coffee. Yeah, I, I will. And welcome to the world of subscription coffee from my friends at Folly. And this stuff, I've been sipping on this stuff for about a month now, and it is outstanding. A local company with the simple mission of providing you the best coffee available, named the best Minnesota online coffee retailer by Corporate Vision Magazine, fully customizable coffee subscription to match how much coffee you drink and your favorite flavors. Go to follycoffee.com. That's F-O-L-L-Y, as, as you can see right there. Use the code word SCORE, S-K-O-R, at checkout, 10% off your initial order. And the best thing about uh, subscription coffee is if you like coffee like I do, this means the subscription will continue to show up at your door as you run low on coffee. The flavors are outstanding. The consistency of having coffee and not having to say, I got to go shopping or, or order more. Uh, uh, uh. With Folly Coffee, it'll be right there. Follycoffee.com. Code word score 10% off your initial order. Check it out. It's fantastic. Pour a cup of Folly Coffee, stretch out those back muscles, and maybe head down for a round of golf somewhere, Declan. Maybe that sounds like a good Saturday morning. Oh, that sounds weekend. that sounds excellent. And uh, I think I'll be at the Meadows of Mystic Lake, an award-winning 18-hole public golf course. It offers unique, challenging, but scenic golf experience. You can book lessons there. You can buy new apparel at the, at the pro shop. You can even enjoy a nice surly beverage or a cup of joe right on the patio there and take in the scenic experience that is the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Book your tee time now at Golf the Meadows com or to learn more go to golf the com. all right musing number three here judd's mandatory mini camp musings my third one is very very simple 
and it won't surprise you guys, but it's this. In Cousins, you must trust. And I don't say that because I expect Kirk to, to be great. I actually do expect that, but that's a different topic than, than this one. Um, the Vikings truly, as far as I can tell, Jets, do not have a backup quarterback. Mannion is Kirk's friend, and I bet he's going to be a good coach. I bet he's going to be a quarterback's coach. He could be an OC. Um, I think he probably helps a lot in the room. I think that's probably all true. He took the majority of the snaps, I felt like, with the second team on Tuesday. And we we talked about that in the uh, PD that we did after the first practice day on Tuesday. Kellen Mond got a lot of the work yesterday. Threw a couple of picks. He threw a pick that was a really bad pick. These drills are basically largely in place to help the offense. And well, yeah, the Vikings Twitter account put out it was like a celebratory the yeah, defense is, you know, doing this. No. And poor Kellen Mond was at the beginning of the video throwing just a pass over the middle to somebody. He, he was despondent. <laughs> he was despondent. Uh but the fact is is unless and I do not expect this, unless the Vikings are going to go search the market for a backup quarterback who they consider to be um a large improvement if something were to happen to Kirk, and keep in mind, Kirk Cousins, knock on wood, does not get hurt. It's remarkable. Like, he deserves credit. He plays. Um, but Mond, I don't think, I don't know there's much there. Mannion, I know that there is definitely not. And so uh, this whole thing about, yeah, I mean, Mond might develop. I don't know about that. So I don't trust the backup quarterback situation for the Vikings. Yeah, and, and, and it'll, you know, there's no one sitting on their couch right now that it's such a premium position that anyone who's anyone is on a 90 man roster right now. So you're going to have to wait to see, excuse me, if there's a surprise cut or if there, I mean, all, you're almost certainly screwed if you're looking for just a viable backup quarterback that has played Agreed. games before. So, you know, is there. Is there a guy that is the is the fourth guy but has potential, you know, was a sixth-round draft pick, and they try to sneak him through waivers and you claim him? Like, who's your Tyler Thigpen that you could snipe from somebody? Remember him from 15 years ago? Oh, Childers went nuts when he got sniped yeah. by the by the Chiefs at the time. Oh, yeah. he was mad. I mean, but yeah. it would be nice if, you know, at this point, I don't think the expectation is that Kellen Mond is going to be this starting quarterback at some point, but is he a guy that can come in at some point starting this year and – you know, hold his own in three games when Kirk Cousins has uh, you know, a shoulder issue or something. You know? Yeah. I'd like the, to see him get a chance um, from a coaching perspective, like like to be worked with and developed. I'm just saying right now, like if Kirk if Kirk got hurt in October, I think you're just in huge trouble. Oh, he's not going to get Kirk hurt. Kirk October, baby. Or September. <laughs> take that. You, you yeah. take that How about back. September? How about September? Kirk, hey, look. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is an Iron Man. I think Kirk Tember and Kirk Tober are off limits for anything yeah. negative. Kirk does. Come on, man. Kirk Vember, Kirk Sember. Kirkuary. Kirkuary. Oh boy. Kirkuary is. He hasn't Kirk-u-ary. spent a lot of time in Kirkuary. Yeah. yeah. Certainly not Kirk Ruary. Oh, wow. I haven't seen him in Kirk Ruary before. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, music number four. Minicamp music number four uh, comes from five days of observational practices, but I think this is going to continue into training camp, and it's something that the Rams do as well. I would title this, Take It Easy. Um, The days of, and this is, again, this is not a bad thing, uh, but O'Connell definitely, I think, goes the McVay route on he 
definitely puts a priority on health and not grinding players down. And we know for a fact that Zim loved to practice. And, and like, I, I think part of the reason why some very smart behind-the-scenes people um, eventually departed the Vikings while Zim was here was because, like, Zim would practice hard in December. And they said, Mike, this doesn't make any sense. Like, from a medical standpoint, from any standpoint, we there is no reason why on a Wednesday or Thursday we are wearing guys down yeah. for Sunday. Um, it looks like, and and Peterson talked about this yesterday, he, he said, I feel far fresher at the end of this camp that we have gone through than I used to ordinarily. So I think that the tone is going to be set and look you can say well are they gonna like are are they going to be prepared for actual tackling and stuff but the priority among the younger smarter coaches now is to not wear guys down in practices and the vikings are definitely going to adopt that philosophy so correct me if i'm wrong but the rams rarely played starters in preseason games did they did they not play you are are correct like whitworth and those guys just did not play stafford and I believe some I believe some veterans didn't practice a lot. Like they yes. Uh if I'm not mistaken, they barely played their starters in the preseason last mm-hmm. and they so, went to Super Bowl. So there's a chance and that's the tough part here is that you know, for the Rams last year, and I you'd have to go back to the did they play because Todd Gurley sat out preseason games a few years ago too. I guess what I'm saying is this is a brand new offensive system. You've got some new pieces here. Lar- your offense, largely personnel wise, is intact. But you know, if like if if they determine that Chris Reed is going to be the center, do you want to see that in a preseason game, or do you just want to trust that practice was enough? And all right, week one is here, and you're taking over for Bradbury. It's a new system. There's right. going to be timing things in place. So it, I think it could be a little risky to not play starters in preseason games and just say, all right, guys, we're playing Green Bay and a Monday night road game against the Eagles in week two, and we're going live with a new system for the first time. So I, I can see it both ways in this first year. I can too, but here's the thing that, that I think we, we have to keep in mind. they So if you had a bunch of competitions, like if you had a competition at right guard and center and running back, you know, um, you'd probably want to see guys in games. But the reality is, if you look at this team, the competitions are few, and so so – Keep in mind, too, in preseason games and in the training camp practices that fans attend, you basically do not do anything you don't want seen. So, like, if, if they were to play Kirk and the offense and install this thing in, in let's say, two preseason games, they're just going to basically run vanilla-like plays. So, I think in O'Connell's mind, he's going to think, why, why would I want to play those guys and not really run plays? Because I know who's going to start. Yeah. But you're right about this. September 11th is go time. How much of that's in by then? So it's a very interesting uh, tightrope. But I think what the Rams have done and not done in training camp and preseason is probably pretty instructive to what we're going to see from the Vikings. Yeah. I think that the tackling thing, I think, has proven to be a little overrated. Like maybe you see some bad tackling early in the season because guys aren't going hard in practice. But these guys don't forget how to tackle. And I... So I'm I, I, I'm not too concerned about that side of it. It's more schematically, you know. But you're right. Like if they're not going to show anything in preseason games, anyways, then all right, maybe maybe practice is your best chance to get the best reps there. Okay, um, mandatory minicamp music number five here. 
All right. We wrap it up with this one, and it goes back to, to a topic that I just uh, briefly broached, but it's this. There are basically no jobs, no starting jobs up for grabs. Right guard is. Um, in the On defense, maybe the Bynum scene thing turns into a training camp battle of sorts, although I think both are going to be used at times. But when you look at the true plan for starters, barring guys being hurt, there is very hmm. little available here. Um, I also would say after watching the kid kicker the past two days, Greg Joseph, his job isn't extremely safe. The okay, backup, so the other dude is, is not he's good. He's not good. He's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was shanking kicks left and right. So anyway, the <laughs> point shanking, being is shanking kicks. it was bad. The point being <laughs> is there uh, there is not going to be if you're planning to come out to the training camp practice as a TCO, you are not going to see a lot of competition. The only pure one I think that you eventually will see is right guard, and that's not exactly a. Uh headliner competition to come watch if you're a fan going out to training camp. I can't wait to settle in and watch the right guards do battle. Who's going to become ah, the starting right guard? Yeah, well, yeah, we, uh, punch. What's going on? Where? Look, oh, we just had a good... Actually, actually yeah. we do know one guy who would probably love that. Brian Baldinger doesn't just like football. He loves football. You watch JPP right here and watch his ability just to slip. Like that, that's a little cross jump. Now, square the hips up, bam. Sometimes you just got to try the quick jam. The quick jam, bam. Just get on. Get on as quick as you can, boom, then get off. And you get ready to dance. Shuffle, slide, shuffle, slide. Football! Football, yeah! Football! Square the hips up. Who are you? Bam. Who are you to put the right guard competition down, Phil? When you just heard ball, like that's his life's work, and you just oh, crapped on him. I Listen, I'm sorry. I apologize for denigrating the right guard battle. What about uh, what about Booth? Is Andrew Booth does he have any chance to become a starter early in the season, or is it just the cornerback spots are ironclad right now? Is well, he in a I, dog? Is he in a doghouse? Oh no 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 no! He's coming off surgery as as we talked to Dukes right. about, yeah. and so he's out. So like he he is not practiced yet. And so, so but like he's, he's but even like like is he going to be ready for training camp though? I have no idea. Okay, I don't know, and I think that that they're going to be extremely cautious. And I think the only reason why he fell as far as he did in the draft was because of the fact that he was hurt. So they're not going to rush him back. So I would guess that Booth has a chance. Um, But that's a good question point because the Dantzler thing is, it's a little bit concerning because we just don't know. Like dance. Like, I don't think like, like he might be fine. He might be really good. He might. Yeah. I, but I mean, I, I don't know that for certain yet. And so, like, could could a healthy booth challenge him eventually? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm having but a think, hard time with, like, any Dantzler uncertainty because uh, is there anything I test or PFF grade or otherwise that has led anyone to think that he's, besides being in the doghouse, oddly, yeah. in training camp last year, he's been a good player. And P- yeah. PFF Listen, actually loves him. They've got him as one of the, like, top 20 cornerbacks in the league. Really like, but if they really like Booth, like, when – when he can practice and he can play, he could challenge him. I wouldn't dismiss that. I just don't, don't know you, when. But don't you ready. think this is you know, a conversation that I don't think anyone has had yet for obvious reasons? But 
Don't you think Patrick Peterson is the more vulnerable between Dantzler and Peterson? Not now. I'm saying like in week seven. Oh. Who's more likely to be getting burned in week seven? In over-the-hill Patrick well, Peterson or in yeah. emerging into his prime Cam Dantzler? That's a good question, yeah. Unless I, there's a slot position for him because Chan, Chan and Sullivan is the weakest of the three cornerbacks, but right. he's he's fine in the slot, and that's a different – Like, you're, I don't know that you're going to move any no. of these other three guys into the slot. These guys are our more classic outside cornerbacks, right? Dan, Dantzler's not a slot. Um, I, I think the one thing that you're going to find and why Peterson probably, even if he struggles a little bit early in the season, is going to buy himself time is I think right now they really value his his ability to know the defense and the fact that he is a veteran voice. Yeah, no, I, and I'm not trying to so boot him. So I think O'Connell's going like, to put up a premium on that, at least for uh, 2022. Okay. Well, those are Judd's mandatory minicamp musings. Uh, O'Connell, oh, give, us, give us one more here because O'Connell, and we'll get to the random Viking of the week, but... O'Connell, he talked about how he basically hasn't taken any time off since the beginning of last year's training camp because he's yep. just like Super Bowl run, yep. jumped right into a new job, hit the I ground running. Draft, I, saw your, I saw your tweet. Oh, yeah. I need a guy that doesn't – I don't want a yeah. guy that takes time off, okay? I, I No sleep, no food. I don't just – you need to be grinding to a nub at he's all hours already. of the day. He's too skinny already, but – that guy is a he is a a rail. He's a pencil. I think there's a new generation of coaches that value their health a little yeah, bit more. It's very important. Sean McVay not fat yet. Cliff Kingsbury not fat yet. You know some of these new guys. The, the McVay coaching tree, lowest body fat percentage. LBI. Do you compare that to like the Bill Walsh coaching tree. You know what's yeah. funny, Mike? Like at least some of these guys. Andy Reid. Well, that's true. Mm. What's funny about that comment is this, um, Kingsbury. And McVeigh, but Kingsbury especially, are showing the wear in their face. So like they're not gaining weight. Kyle Shanahan is a great example. But He's like you're still seeing, skinny, but looks like look at a, look at a picture of O'Connell right now, and I guarantee you, in three years he will not. I mean, he looks spry. He looks like he might be like thirty, late twenties. Um, in three years, he's going to show that presidential slash coaching aging. Kingsbury yeah. does Kingsbury. When he started, I'm comfortable enough to say this. Dude was hot. Well, he's still he, hot. He, he's not ugly. Yeah, he's still, he should, no, he's not ugly at all. He's but a good-looking guy. He's trying guy. to show some age. He was, but I'm saying he was hot, H-O-T, when he started. And now he's a, you know, he's still a good-looking guy, but he's showing some age. No, it's just, no, it's just weird. <laughs> McVeigh. McVeigh was hot. He's showing some age now. Judd using the word hot is yeah, just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if that word works for you. Kingsbury, when, when Kingsbury started, he looked identical to me to Gosling. And now there's no comparison. It's Gosling and then way down. The list. Well, I don't know if I would call you hot, but you're definitely looking more svelte than you were about a year ago this time. I am indeed, and that's thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who have helped me drop 40 pounds. Look at this picture. Ladies and gentlemen, the guy on the left, yes, that's the same guy as the guy on the right and the guy who's talking to you right now. Gosling. And right now you're saying, how it's did reverse, that— it's, it's, it's a Benjamin Button effect. Yeah. That's what's happening. How, how, did that fa- how did that sort of fat guy get skinnier? And I'm going to tell you right now, wasn't by himself. I don't have the discipline. I didn't have the know-how. Livia changed my life. And the most important thing, I dropped— the weight and I'm keeping it off. That's right, because everyone can lose weight. The question is, can you keep it off? 
And I want to tell you about their new uh, Simple Start plan, just $59. You receive one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person from their team of experts. It's as easy as starting with this. You uh, call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or go to Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. And I'm going to tell you right now, inside the state or out, doesn't matter. In fact, Kyle on Write That Down Yesterday, since February, came on unprompted, told us I'm down 70 pounds. Today, I said, Kyle, where are you at? Where are you? He said, Dallas. I'm in Dallas, Texas. That's right. 70 pounds off for him, 40 for me. Why? Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A. I'm going to tell you right now, if Judd can do it, so can you. All of the clothes that fit, you feel better, you look better. Livia.com. Also, hello to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, helping keep businesses uh, shielded from risk for over 100 years. Federated is all about integrity, equity, teamwork, and respect. These four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all interactions and decision-making at Federated. Find out what they can do for your business. The value of their company is measured by the success of yours. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect Yours. All right, guys, it is time for the random Viking of the week here. Every single Thursday, I put you guys up against each other in a battle of Vikings historical knowledge. So far, Judd has a 25 to 14 lead over Declan in this random Viking of the week. But Declan has a four week winning streak, correctly Hot. guessing Corey Chavis, Marquise yes. Gray, and Latavius Murray after Judd correctly guessed Archie Manning and Sage Rosenfels in the two previous weeks. Speaking of being hot, I'm hot. Yeah. Well, oh, I thought you were going to say Archie Manning. Oh. Uh, well, it might be. Manning jeans aren't bad, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why you guys are so uncomfortable with me saying Cliff Kingsbury used to be hot. He still is hot. That's just out. He's not hot anymore. He's, too, he's aging too quickly. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't, no, I don't no, know it's, what no, you're doing. 2022. This is something about. No, I know. I'm, there's nothing we wrong. We can talk just, about whatever we want. I know. It's, you're just the, it's the it's the way you're using the word hot. I think that's throwing me off. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard you use that word before. I usually don't, but I mean, if it's deserved, it's deserved. It used to be deserved. All right. Here's how the game works. Random Viking of the week. I throw out a series of clues. You guys each get up to three incorrect guesses. And then you're eliminated if you reach that threshold. You can ask me a question. I can refuse to answer because these are these are my clues that mm-hmm. I give out. So, uh, all right, random Viking of the week. Originally played, or I should say originally uh, from Monroe, Louisiana, and originally played college football in the Big 12. Oh, Big 12 guy. This random Viking of the week has spent time as a high school coach in his post-playing career. On the defensive side of the ball. Oh, good. That's that. That helps that's, a lot. That's that the helps. side of the ball that he has been okay, coaching so in high school. On high school. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've got my list right here of all the former Vikings who are helping coach high school football. Mm-hmm. I think there's some. Right? Oh, sure. Certainly, this guy. I'm just being a jerk. All right. This random Viking of the week didn't become a regular starter in the league until his fourth year. Actually, might have been his fifth year, but like took him a handful of years to become a regular starter. This random Viking of the Week was once named the winner of the Ed Block Courage Award, an award presented to a player from each team as someone who's a role model of inspiration, sportsmanship, and courage. 
This random Viking of the Week was also once named the NFL's All-Joe team that USA Today used to put out. Recognizing the NFL's most overlooked, ignored, and hardworking players. Okay, so... This guy was a grinder. Yeah. This guy grinded, and he grinded, and he's still grinding. He's courageous. He's he's a yeah. overlooked. Yeah, this guy is... This didn't guy, start till later. This guy came from nothing. Hmm. This random Viking week became a three-time Pro Bowler in his career. Wow. Oh, so he came from nothing and made himself something. And actually made himself around $48 million in his career. Three-time Pro Bowler. Despite not being drafted. What the hell? Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing. Are we gonna get, are we gonna get a, a, a side of the ball pretty soon? I was gonna say well, I think... position, but that's 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 too much to ask. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you some clues that lead you to this. Okay, this random Viking week had one career interception and scored a touchdown on it. I'll take a guess. Okay, Pat Williams. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're kidding! He is red hot, folks. Oh my god! Goff. Oh my god! Four in a row. Four in a row. Oh my god! Goff. Damn it! I should have gotten if, that. If one. I would have used the word "rumbled" for twenty yards on an interception he for a touchdown, a touchdown, he scored a touchdown. He had a pick six with the this. Bills at one point. Oh, yeah. with the Bills. Okay, because I was going to say I, I think it was him. with the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. He didn't have one. He also had a he scoop, he had a scoop and score in his career too. He scored two career touchdowns. One was a scoop and score. The other was some sort of. I a, knew a somebody I, the, the Monroe thing. I should have known because I, I now I remember seeing that. Wow! What, what, what Big Twelve school did he play at? So he played at Texas A and M. He also played at like a junior college or two. Oh, okay. So he he failed the math portion of one of his like he uh, same. he he had a hard time in school, but he was an amazing football oh, player gotta, and leader. I, I, I gotta get back on track. Joe Madden might be fired from my uh, wow. staff. Four consecutive wins. Joe Girardi, you're out. Here's the list of coaches. I didn't even get to this. He played for Wade Phillips, Brad Childress, Mike Tice, Greg Williams, Mike Malarkey, and Marv Levy. He played. He played for Marv Levy with the Bills back in 1997. Oh wow! And Jim, I think Jim Kelly was still the quarterback uh, then yeah. too. Big yeah, Pat. 97. In fact, Big I believe the Vikings. Pat. If I'm not mistaken, the Vikings opened the 97 campaign in Buffalo. Okay, that sounds him as a familiar. Yeah, and he only played in like one game as a rookie, wow. undrafted, and then eventually became this house Declan of an is, interior Declan defensive lineman. Declan is red hot. Now I'm going to have to see this on Twitter because every time Dex wins, it goes I on have Twitter. To talk and about I, it. And when I, I win, to. it doesn't. It, it, Funny, it, it doesn't it, show it up doesn't yeah. go on Twitter. I, Weird. There's something. There must Funny. be wrong Weird. with the score on our Twitter yeah. feed on, on the times I'll, I'll take that up with management. This one's going to make it on every platform, I think. Yeah. You know what I'm excited for? AJ on Monday. I'm excited <laughs> not, for not AJ. Monday. You got you to wait till like Thursday to get AJ, right? Oh. Yeah, he'll be here. Uh, well, actually, he'll be here well, Wednesday, he on Monday? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the following Monday. Oh, that's what it is. This is the longest Monday off, after longest year. sabbatical. Uh, no, of, that's of my great. Going north tenure. Judd, I, rec- I recommend uh, now that you've lost four straight of these, maybe you can take the edge off with one of your favorite beverages. Oh, let's see. What beverage would that be? Well, let's uh, let's put away the Folly Coffee right now and take the edge off with one of my favorite beverages from Surly Brewing, which, of course, is my favorite. Um, now, I am, as you all know, a furious guy. And right now, because of my, my streak against Declan being on the fritz, I am somewhat 
Furious, but I'd like to talk to you right now. I'd like to look right at this camera and talk to you right now about my new friend, Logic Bomb. I got a tweet from a guy last night that said, this is delicious. And I'm going to tell you right now, take the, I don't recall his name and I don't really care what his name was because here's what I care about. He was right. Logic bomb. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend is coming. It's Thursday. And you're saying, what should I get Judd from Surly? And I'm going to tell you right now, the summer of Surly, I'm basing it right now around my new favorite summer beer, Logic Bomb. Check it out. It's fantastic. It's Surly and everything in the summer of Surly is coming up roses despite my losing streak to Declan. All right. Yeah, Judd, man, it's oh, been over a month. Got to go back and look at the film look here. Declan, Declan is the second four-game winning streak. The Declan, actually, it's the th- it's the third. It's the he third goes on hot streak. Yeah. He goes on hot streaks and then I destroy him for five yeah. five times and then nobody peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. And no nobody, tweets about and that. And nobody gives me no, credit. No and then, and then no. he'll win. Hey, I when, took a two, Judd. Hilarious. Also, don't forget, we are giving away a trip for two to Miami week six if you want to see Minnesota, Miami. We'll cover the tickets, the travel. You just have to bring your own face paint, pretty much. You can open the Score North app to enter. And by the way, this is open to the entire lower 48 here. So not, this is not just restricted to, to Minnesota like some of our previous giveaways. This is open to everybody in the lower 48, open the Score North app, register, and enter through listener rewards in the menu. And we'll do a drawing at the end of the month. That's a wrap. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a four-question Friday. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.